Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker with you together with Willie Kang as uh, we take a look at some of the uh, top headlines investors will be paying attention to get some commentary on it. I think for starters, Willie, good morning. We are taking a look at how markets continue to sink into a bear market. The tech sector obviously hit hard. Mm, Very good morning, Elliot. Yep. So markets continue to sink into a bear market after setting a new 2022 low. So the, the moves which we have seen come five after five straight days of losses for yeah. stocks. And the S&P 500 is closing in at the lowest level since 2020. Also, the 10-year US Treasury yield is also aging closer to 4%. So this, is, this mm. was a level that it has not touched since 2010. So if you compare the 10 years to the two years, you can see that you know, the curve is roughly flat, meaning that the two years treasury is you know, more than 4% right now. Mm. The US 10-year is basically the benchmark yield that sets the cost for home mortgage rates and other consumer and business loans. Yeah, we're going to talk about homes in just a while. But first, another thing caught interest this morning, Bitcoin. Now, where is, because, you know, earlier on in the pandemic where there was a little bit of volatility, we saw this phenomenon, if I'm using the right word here where suddenly people looked at crypto or Bitcoin as some form of a safe haven asset. Obviously, it doesn't have that same sort of stability as what we're used to. Where is it right now when you consider the current economic climate? Yeah, so it's very interesting because this is something where not a lot of investors or the market was paying attention to. And Bitcoin surprisingly remained steady. As global currencies around the world tumble, you know, since the last weekend, especially Mm -hmm. when central banks started raising rates. Uh, You can see how the surging dollar, the commodity prices and currencies like what we have discussed yesterday. Not so good with the pound, the euro. Yeah, exactly. Had wrecked stock portfolios. And in fact, the British pound has been among the most volatile currencies Mm. against the dollar. Mm -hmm. But one asset has has been relatively calm over the past week, which was Bitcoin. Okay. So the this cryptocurrency has risen about 6.5% over the last seven days. So it was surprisingly resilient and that actually caught the eye of many cryptocurrency bulls and bears. Okay. And this came on top when central banks were raising interest rates. So Bitcoin traded largely like risky assets like yeah. tech stocks. Yeah. But that hasn't really been the case over the last month. In fact, Bitcoin has traded in the green but just slightly so far in September. While tech stocks in the NASDAQ was down nearly 10% over that period. So you can see that kind of contrast. But if you look at the bigger picture, Mm. you know, cryptocurrency still looks more frightening because Bitcoin has lost more than half of its value in 2022. So, so far it has been underperforming stocks, bonds and many other currencies. Yeah, actually I'm glad you brought up that last point because on the one hand you see a current stability but let's not forget the volatility it comes from. Uh, Willie, so I said we're going to talk about homes, right? We are expecting some US uh, housing economic data. Some have come out but we have more coming out tonight as well. Could you run through some of the numbers with us? Yep, so I was looking at US housing economic data. So there, Mm -hmm. there was some data which came out last night. So what we are seeing is that U.S. housing prices fall for the first time since 2012. So according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Index, which okay. is a national measure of prices in 20 large cities, it fell about 0.44% in July, the first drop since March 2012. But so far, house prices still remain high 
Um, if you see the case Shiller National Index jumped 15.8% year over year in July, but that was just the smallest gain since April 2021. Okay. But there are also signs that there are plenty of pent-up demand for housing. So you see that US sales of new homes surged unexpectedly in August, even as rising mortgage rates and high home prices etched out prospective buyers out of the market. So that's what I'm seeing. Mm. On top of that, I'm also looking at the US consumer confidence that rose for the second straight month in September, right. lifted by a resilient drop market and lowest get, lower gas prices. Mm. So this, this index increased five points to 108, up from 103.6, a reading in August. So this sort of indicates a more optimistic view of the economy. I wonder how that will look like after the fact that we are expecting more rate hikes in November. So that and that's the interesting thing, right? You, you keep watching this space and, and, and really it's a reflection of the couple of weeks ago. Today, we are expecting uh, some economic data as well. Mm-hmm. So there's one economic data which I'm looking at, which is the US pending home sales report. So ah. this measures the change in the number of homes under contract to be sold, but still awaiting the closing transaction. So this excludes new construction. So this is something which I'll be watching for tonight. All right, then we'll talk about it tomorrow morning for sure. On to geopolitics-wise, this news has been flagged this morning. The Nord Stream 1 pipeline, that's been a bit of an issue. Maintenance, you know, how Germany is affected by it, energy crisis, and all this in relation to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Now, this morning, the piece talks about potential leaks, sabotage, maybe. What's going on here? Yeah, so this is something very different from, you know, the market sell of something fresh. You see <laughs> the Nord Stream pipelines were hit by suspicious leaks. So in what could be a possible sabotage? Yeah. Europe authorities said that the attacks had caused major unexplained leaks in the two Russian gas pipelines under the Baltic Sea. Yeah. So Russia slashed, earlier slashed gas Gas supplies to Europe yeah. via the Nord Stream 1 before it suspended flows in August. Then it blamed Western sanctions for causing technical difficulties. On the other hand, you see European politicians say that that was a pretext to stop supplying gas. Mm. The second one, which is the new Nord Stream 2 pipeline, had yet to enter commercial operations. But the plan was to use supply gas was scrapped by Germany days before Russia sent troops into Ukraine earlier in February. Okay. So this whole Nord Stream pipeline has been a flashpoint in an escalating energy war between European capitals and Moscow that has pummeled major Western economies, sent gas prices soaring and sparked a hunt for alternative energy supplies. Mm. So the incidents will scupper any remaining expectations that Europe could receive gas via Nord Stream 1 before winter. Yeah, they got their own Game of Thrones sort of plot line because winter is coming. No zombies, but also no gas. So how do you keep the heat on? And we've seen how, you know, places like the UK, they are looking at all forms of uh, sort of subsidies and aid for Mm. for businesses and even tax cuts to help people keep the lights on. Well, we'll definitely follow this uh, as we head into the end of the year. Willie, appreciate it. Thank you so much for helping me out with this. Uh, Willie King returns at 7.35 with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.